everybody, it's Suzanne, and welcome to another episode of the Redefine Your Purposes podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about something a little bit differently and certainly aligned with the concept of wanting to use strategies to make things much better. But this, this podcast in particular is something that I've been thinking about and something that I've been really wanting to talk about for a while. And it has to do with our educational system and what currently is going on in the state of academics in our country in 2023. So although this might be a usual topic for me to address, it is necessary because there, again, there is a crisis in my eyes that I see going on. And as a psychotherapist, as a former school social worker, and as a parent with kids in the public school system, I think it's really important to put it out there and to talk about this. These are things that probably won't be um, won't be unfamiliar to you if you do have kids in the school system. Maybe you're an educator in the school system or involved in a school system in some capacity. I'm probably not going to be saying things that you haven't heard before or maybe that you that you also are, are on the same page with. But I do think it's important to talk about this. And the more we talk about it, as we know, when it comes to personal things that we're working on, as well as when it comes to things that we're concerned about within our world and within our country, that's when things start to happen and start things start to shift. So I used the word crisis before because I do believe that we're in an educational crisis in this country. And I'm not necessarily talking about academics. I'm not necessarily talking about our kids not being smart enough or bright enough or educated enough. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about here is the whole concept of what's being referred to as social emotional learning. Now, in a lot of schools, particularly in the area where I live, and I'm I'm understanding that this is happening throughout our country. Over the last several years, there's been a there's been a new curriculum adopted called social emotional learning or SEL. SEL is extremely important and I am so grateful that so many schools in our country are adopting these kinds of platforms and these kinds of curriculums within the school setting. Teaching our kids and educating our kids further about how to respond to themselves emotionally, developing tools and strategies and techniques, just talking about emotions and feelings and normalizing them. It, it makes my heart sing as a psychotherapist and as a parent because it's something that hasn't hadn't been taught historically in schools. So this is definitely a necessary shift in education. And additionally, socially, it helps kids to be more mindful of their choices. How do my choices impact others? How do others make me feel? It's just a, an extra layer of awareness that is so necessary. And bravo to every single educational institution and every single um, public school setting that has adopted these curriculums. I think it's fantastic, necessary, and long overdue. But what I want to talk about here is in addition to social emotional learning, it's something else that's happening currently in our schools. So it's all well and good when schools want to adopt new curriculums because of the betterment of the student population for teaching in whatever capacity for growing kids' minds. Fantastic, right? But what happens when we introduce a new concept, especially with social emotional learning? Social emotional learning, it's all about we need to balance and normalize you know, the mental health crisis. We need to normalize and balance talking about emotions and feelings and expressing ourselves when we do feel overwhelmed or we feel like things are too much. That's all well and good. But on the flip side, 
we've adopted this new curriculum, this new mindset of social emotional learning. But on the flip side, the academic expectations that we are holding our kids to from a very young age does not align with most of the social emotional learning curriculums. Because the social emotional learning curriculums, again, are meant to make kids more aware and give kids courage and a platform to be able to share when things are too much or overwhelming for them. But then we have these academic curriculums that are so beyond what most kids are capable of. And it's not because kids aren't bright and it's not because kids aren't smart. It's because most of our kids are average learners. Most of our kids cannot hold it all together independently themselves. If you think about the life that kids have these days, right? They have to hold their academics together. Most kids are involved in extracurricular activities. And not only is it enough for them, it's not enough for them to just be involved in uh, extracurricular activities these days. They have to be, in air quotes, the best at every every extracurricular activity they do. So what happens? Parents look at other people and what they're doing. So kids get private coaches, kids get private lessons, kids get all of these things. So that just the extracurricular activity is not enough anymore for kids just to have fun and have a release and explore interests. They have to be the best at everything they do. And even if you're the type of parent, or even if, even if you've never once in your life said to your kid, you know, you have to be the best and you made them get the extra support and the extracurriculars, there is a expectation, whether it's shared with them directly or indirectly, that because they see so many peers doing that, they feel like they wouldn't be good enough unless they did it too. Or they choose not to do the extracurricular activity because they don't have the capacity to be the best at it, right? So here is the layers of this crisis that continues to happen. So academically, I have to be the best. Extracurricularly, I have to be the best. I have these grandiose expectations of that come from my teachers that come from the academic curriculum, right? It's not necessarily the teachers, it's always what they have to do to achieve what the, what the expectations are of them by their superiors. So the kids are inundated with homework, they're inundated with studying, they're inundated with, as they get older, getting into these advanced placement classes, getting into the best colleges, right? So these kids have so much on their plate, they have so many layers. And when we have the social emotional learning curriculum and classes in school, they're telling the kids that you don't have to do be the best. You can slow down. It's okay to be who you are. But on the other hand, the academics, the same person is saying the same message because that's what they're guided to do from their superiors, right? The academics are saying otherwise. So there is a constant butting of the heads with these two basic, these two different schools of thought. On one hand, I need to be more mindful. I need to do what's best for me. I need to be okay with with not being okay. I need to be okay if I don't get all A's. It's totally okay. But then on the other hand, the academic curriculum is is set up at this point to teach our kids that they have to be the best and they have to achieve. And if they don't get the A or they don't get the 90, that they're less than. So see where the crisis is. This, When I talk about an academic crisis, this is what I'm talking about. There's two mixed messages that are coming into our kids. Both of them have 
reason, both of them are important. It's important, it's important for our kids to get educated and learn and figure out, you know, what drives them and what they want to do and what their interests are. That's such an important part of growing up. It's also important to be really mindful and be able to express ourselves emotionally and to be able to have appropriate social interactions and be aware and mindful of others. These are all important things, right? But why hasn't the academic piece been adjusted is my question. We had a global crisis not too long ago where, where, where education completely shifted into a space that it's never been before. And bravo to all of the educators, all of the supervisors, all of the curriculum directors and instructors and all of the, all of the school personnel, every single person that was on the front lines that had to adjust and figure it out as they went along. That was so incredible that people were able to do that and give our kids the best that they could given their circumstances. That is phenomenal and incredible. And my hat goes off to every single person who had to navigate that. But what happened was when 2020 happened, the spring of 2020 happened and everything kind of paused, we adjusted and we made do with what we had. The teachers adjusted and went to online learning. They figured it out. They met the kids where they were at. When schools reopened to the best of their ability and kids went right back in to school, my concept as a parent, as a former school social worker, as a therapist was, wow, they're going to meet these kids where they are and not expect them to be where they were, where they're supposed to be academically a year and a half after this pandemic. So for example, my son was in kindergarten during the pandemic when things were totally back to normal, hundred percent, he was in second grade. So in my mind, I would say, well, they're not going to start with a regular second grade curriculum. They're probably going to start with like mid kindergarten. They're going to sprinkle some things a little of both, but they're going to totally adjust the curriculum to meet these kids where they are emotionally, socially, and academically. But what happened when the kids re-entered the school? That academic expectation was wiped. They entered school into the grade, into the standard of the grade where, the, where they enter. So, so he went from mid-year kindergarten, he entered the school at second grade. And what happened to most children in this situation is there was a huge gap in their learning. Sure, they did online learning. Sure, they did the hybrid learning back and forth from school and sometimes online, but there was a, a significant gap. But the expectations that were held to these kids in the public school setting was that as if nothing had ever happened. So what happens now? So now if children are not up to par with what the academic standards are, and the academic standards pre-pandemic, I don't know that they have shifted or adjusted. Now we now the kids are, are feeling less than emotionally. Now the kids are having self-esteem issues because they're not up to caliber. They're not up to par. And remember what I had said before that most kids in a classroom are average. Not, and there are very few kids that are above average, and there are kids who do struggle academically, but we're seeing more and more kids struggling academically. And it might not necessarily be because they have a traditional learning disability or a disability that gets in the way academically, but because the curriculum standards are so, so high for these kids and they were never adjusted and the expectations remain the way that they were pre-pandemic to where we are now in 2023 that hasn't been adjusted. These kids now are presenting with 
emo, uh, emo, more emotional difficulties, more academic difficulties. And instead of adjusting the curriculum to meet them where they are, we are expecting them to still run that race and be nine times ahead of where they currently are. That is an unrealistic expectation. And that's why I believe that we are in a major crisis within the public school systems. What is it going to take for this public school systems to step up and say, you know what, because we had this crisis that happened in 2020, 2020 through the big, you know, the, the, the better half of 2021 or even into 2022, we need to adjust our academic standards to meet the kids where they are at. So many parents are getting these standardized tests sent home and they're losing their minds because their kids are not, in air quotes, up to grade level. Well, what does that mean anymore? Because we had a year and a half, if not two years, where kids were not in traditional academic settings that allowed, that didn't allow for kids to be where the standards once were pre-pandemic. We need to adjust that. We need to adjust that for the betterment of our kids. We need to adjust that for the betterment of our teachers. We have incredible teachers in this country who are leaving this field entirely because they are inundated and they have grandiose expectations of their superiors that they cannot meet. I often think about teachers in this, in this um, crisis that we're in right now as being in a little boat on the ocean with a hole in it and they're given a bucket, but the bucket is really small and the hole is very big and they're expected to have this boat remain afloat and not have it sink underwater. But what the problem is, is in this boat that they're in, the, the hole in the boat is not being repaired, but the water keeps getting thrown into them and they have to keep bailing out the water at the same pace that they once did when there was very little water in the boat. The boat needs to be repaired. The teachers don't have to work harder. The teachers are working so hard and they're not able to manage what is in front of them. And it's not because they're not great teachers. It's because they're human beings and they can only tolerate and take so much. So I know I'm kind of all over the place here in this podcast, but I really wanted to put this out here because again, going back to initially what I spoke about, the social emotional learning curriculum that is being put in place in schools all across the country is such a necessary addition to the public school curriculums. It's so necessary for kids to talk about their emotions, to understand their emotions, to feel safe about it, and to understand how they can navigate through their emotions, use all that, utilizing some strategies and tools, and also interact with their peers and navigate through their peer circumstances using these strategies and these tools. This is such a necessary piece of their growth and development. But if we are teaching kids one thing, social emotionally, and we are teaching kids quite another thing academically. And those two necessary aspects of curriculum are not aligning. They're going quite against each other. What are we really teaching our kids? And this is why I feel we are in an academic crisis. So just wanted to share this with you all. If you are on the same page as me, or if you have thoughts about this, or um, if you wanted to share any experiences that you're having, with what you're going through, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an educator, whether you're a parent, whether you're just somebody who's observing these situations to be quite apparent um, where you are as well, you can certainly send me a direct message over on Instagram. Um, 
as you all know, my Instagram is at anxiety underscore alchemy alchemist at anxiety underscore alchemist is where you can send that DM to. There's also a, um, you can also follow that here on the podcast. If you're, if you're listening to this, you can click on that and follow me and send me a DM. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this and, you know, just keep the conversations going. Our voices are important. So if there's a school board that you can go to and voice these opinions and voice these thoughts and feelings, I'm, I'm quite sure that I'm going to be doing this myself at some point down the line, because this is super necessary. Um, we want to give our kids a very consistent message. And right now that is not happening within our public school settings. We want to be supportive of our teachers. And right now that is not happening within our academic um, public school settings, as well as um, all of the school staff. You know, it, it does come from a, a larger level than what people are capable of within the public schools. So when you are frustrated and feeling that, please be mindful of how you speak also to your teachers, how you speak to the supervisors, because they can only do so much as well. They are, their hands are tied and they're overwhelmed as well. So that's just my two cents here. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, this podcast. And my hope is that in years to come, this podcast will be obsolete. This particular episode will be obsolete because things will have changed and we won't have to worry about this academic crisis anymore. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Much love to you.